Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to you, depending on when or where you're watching today. That's the beauty of online church. Whatever day, week, month, or even year you're watching this, I believe that you've arrived here at this exact point in time for a reason. And I believe that God wants to speak into your life today. So Lord, would you give us ears to hear and hearts to receive what you want to say to us today? Would you speak into the lives of every individual listening to this message in a unique and personal way? Lord, would you help us to block out the distractions of our world so that we can hear your voice more clearly? In Jesus' name, amen. Now, imagine that you have a bank account and at the beginning of every day, it has £86,400 put into it. But at the end of every day, that money disappears. Every night, the bank deletes whatever amount you failed to use during that day. What would you do? Would you draw out every penny? Would you spend it? Would you give some away? Would you store it up? Would you treasure it? Well, we all have this bank account. It's called time. Every morning we wake up, we're given the gift of 86,400 seconds. And at the end of every day, we lose what we don't use. We can't get back yesterday's and we can't dip into tomorrow's. But each day we begin with a brand new account, a brand new 86,400 seconds. So the question is, how are you going to use yours? Today is Father's Day. Big shout out to all the dads. It's a special day marked to recognize, to celebrate, and to honor our fathers or father figures, and to thank them for the role they play as men in our lives. What a blessing it is to become a father, to create a new life who will carry on your family name and history. But who knows that with great blessing comes great responsibility. The Bible teaches us that when someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. As a new parent, you hold the life of another human being in your hands. You are solely responsible for that tiny human, that tiny person. You have the power to enrich that life or to destroy it. I believe there's no greater responsibility than to be a father. In fact, dads are so important that God gave them his very own title, father. The word father in Hebrew is Abba, which means source or sustainer. A source is where something comes from or originates from. And to sustain is to uphold or to strengthen, to support or to keep it going. So God is the father of all creation. Therefore, he's the source of the whole world. Everything we see comes from God and everything is sustained by him, upheld, strengthened, kept going by him. The world is completely dependent on God for its existence, like a young child depends on their parent. If a father carries God's title, he carries his reputation. And if he reflects his name, he's to reflect his nature. If I work for an organisation, I'm representing that company. I work for PCF Church, so I'm expected to reflect the morals and the values of the church in my actions and my behaviour. 
There are 7.8 billion people on this planet right now. And God created just one, just one from the earth. If we go back to the creation story in Genesis, God says, Then the Lord formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. So then how did God create woman? Well, if we read on a little bit, it says, So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs or he he took a part of the man's side. Then God made a woman from the part he'd taken from the man and he brought her to the man. God created woman from a part of the man. He could have created Eve from the dust of the ground like he did with Adam, but he didn't. So Adam says, at last, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. So she will be called woman because she was taken from man. You see, we're all made of the same flesh and bone. God formed Adam from the dust of the ground, but he never went back, which means we're all a part of each other. We're all connected to each other, and we have been since the beginning of time. And Eve being created from Adam's side is an example of how God wants us to live side by side in relationship with one another and with God. This picture is particularly relevant right now with with many protests happening all around the world. It's a reminder that we're all children of God and we're designed to be united side by side as one family, one people. We see time and time again, people can have everything in this world and still feel empty inside. Why is that? What are they missing? Well, God said, it's not good for man to be alone. We were created for relationship. We're relational beings. We all have this deep innate desire and need for relationship with one another and with God. Relationship is everything. And before the earth was even formed, God was in relationship with himself, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The very essence of who God is, is relationship. In John 17, verse three, it says, and this is the way to eternal life, to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. Can you see the importance of relationship? The way to eternal life is through relationship. In the very last book of the Old Testament in Malachi, God says, before the day of the Lord comes, the hearts of the parents will be turned to their children and the hearts of the children turn to their parents or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. God is showing us here with his very last words, the very last thing he says in the Old Testament, the importance of a close relationship between parents and children. He says, if they don't turn back to one another, he's going to destroy the land. God hates disunity in the family. And so if we have poor relationships with our father on earth, how are we going to see God as our father in heaven? Statistics show that 3.8 million children are fatherless in the UK. One in three live without their father. One in four don't consider their father to be a part of the family. And at Christmas 2012, do you know what the 10th most requested gift by a child from Father Christmas was? It was their dad. How sad is that? I was scrolling through Instagram the other day 
and I, uh, I came across this, this video from um, a UFC fighting champion called Michael Bisping. Just check this out. Right, you're gonna mirror me, don't cross your feet. Cross your feet, you get 10 push-ups. When I say now, you come into the middle, you do a one-two, and then when you back out, you're gonna jab me to stop me in my tracks as if I'm chasing you, okay? All right, let's go. So mirror me, back up this way, that's it. Don't cross your feet, hands up, hands tight, look at me, look at your opponent. In, one-two, out, stop me, jab, both, good. Hands high, hands high, that's it, all the way. In. Stop me. Boom. Good. Hands high. Don't cross your feet. In. Don't rush it. Hands high. Hands high. Oh, five push-ups. Five push-ups. Let's five push-ups. Let's go. Come on. It'll be ten. One, two, three, four. Five, come on, let's go. First of all, I never crossed Yeah, them. never mind, let's go. In, in, one, two. Stop me, hands tight. All right, mirror me. That's it, good job, buddy. In. Stop, bang, good. I love this video on so many levels. It's a father investing time in his son. He's training him up, showing him the ropes. So from this video, I've taken four core attributes of a good father. Number one, we see he's investing time in his son. Number two, he leads by example, mirror me. Number three, he gives healthy discipline, drop and give me five press-ups. And number four, he gives encouragement. Good job, buddy. So number one, investing time in relationship. Rick Warren writes, time is your most precious gift because you only have a set amount of it. You can make more money, but you can't make more time. When you give someone your time, you are investing. You are giving them an, a portion of your life that you'll never get back. Your time is your life. And that is why the greatest gift that you can give to someone is your time. It's not enough to just say relationships are important. We must prove it by investing time in them. Words alone are worthless. In 1 John, Chapter three, verse 18, it says, my children, our love should not be just words and talk. It must be true love, which shows itself in action. Relationships take time and effort. And the best way to spell love is T-I-M-E. If there's one thing this global pandemic has given us, it's time. Time to slow down, time to think, time to breathe, time to recalibrate, to reassess, to reset. Families have been forced to spend time together. So when lockdown ends, are we going to just go back to our busy schedules and, and frantic lifestyles? Or are we going to prioritise our time? Are we going to invest our time in relationships with one another and with our families, our sons, our daughters, our mums and dads? In some cases, lockdown has put a magnifying glass on certain areas of our lives and our relationships. Maybe it's shown you an area where you need to improve your relationship with someone in your family. Maybe that's better communication or more kindness or more, more patience, more understanding. You know, it's so important to invest time in our family relationships. Parents, it's so important for you to invest time in your children. 
you've only got a small window before they grow up and flee the nest and leave home. In fact, we've, we've all only got a small window of time here on earth. Let's make it count. Don't be like Martha in the Bible who, when Jesus visited her at home, was distracted with much serving. Don't be so distracted with the busyness and the hurriedness of life and of this world that you neglect what's really important. Be like her sister, Mary, who invested quality time in relationship with Jesus and, and with your family. Let's not waste this gift of time that we've been given. Let's use it for what's most important. Time in relationship. Number two, lead by example. The second thing we see in the video is the father shows his son the example. The first thing he says is, mirror me. In other words, imitate me. Watch how I do it. We're constantly being influenced in this world. Sometimes we don't even know it, for good or for bad. We can be influenced by what we see on TV, the music we listen to, the people we surround ourselves with. It's important that we're aware of what or who we're being influenced by. What accounts are you following on social media? What people are around you? You know, it's so true that the more time you spend with someone, the more you become like them. In Ephesians 5, the Apostle Paul writes, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. And again, in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, Paul writes again, And you should imitate me as I imitate Christ. In Matthew 11, verse 29, the message, Jesus says, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. And Jesus was the perfect role model. He was spotless. We know he was without fault and without sin. How? By mirroring, by imitating his father in heaven. In John 5, 19, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son does also. It's this idea of mirroring, imitating, seeing and doing, watching and doing, following the example, modeling yourself on someone. And we all need a role model. Growing up, I never had a, a real male role model in my life. I saw my dad about once a week and I don't really have any memories of doing father-son stuff together, like teaching me DIY or how to shave. I didn't have a permanent male figure to look up to, to give me fatherly advice or show me how to mature and become a, a real man. This is not what God intends for families. We learned earlier that father means sustainer to uphold, to strengthen, to support, or to keep it going. Dads are meant to sustain their children. They're meant to be present, to be available, to be visible. So if, if children or young people were to mirror you, what might that look like? What example are you setting? Would you consider yourself a role model? You know, there's a saying, more is caught than taught which basically means your actions speak louder than your words. Are you leading by example? Number three, healthy discipline. The third thing we see in the video is healthy discipline. He says, don't cross your feet. 
The father wants to teach his son and correct his mistakes. If he crosses his feet, he does five push-ups. It's a lesson. A good father wants to educate and train his, his child to be the best they can be. Why? Because he loves them. Proverbs 13, 24 says, those who love their children care enough to discipline them. And in Hebrews 12, 6, it says, for the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. The word disciple comes from the Latin word discipulus, meaning student. A disciple is someone who studies. And the word discipline, which is similar to the word disciple, is from the Latin word disciplina, meaning instruction and training. It's derived from the root word disir, to learn. So what is discipline? Well, discipline is to teach, to train, to educate or apply a system of standards. My niece, Macy, is nearly six years old and she's always getting told off for running around the house. Her mum doesn't tell her off because she doesn't want her to have fun. She doesn't want to spoil her fun. She tells her off because she wants to protect her. She knows that if Macy runs and slips, she's going to hurt herself. Sometimes Macy gets upset when she can't do something or she can't have something because she's not mature enough to understand that her mum is just trying to protect her. So then in the same way, when God doesn't allow something in our life, or when something is taken away from us, maybe, could it be that God is protecting us from something that we're not mature enough to understand? After all, we know it says in the Bible, God says, my ways are higher than your ways. Sometimes in life with our own eyes, we just, we can't see the bigger picture that God sees. In Proverbs 3, 11, 12, it says, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you for the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. The fourth and final thing I see from this video is encouragement or love. And the, what I love the most, the thing I love the most about this video is the encouragement this father gives to his son. Good job, buddy is what every son wants to hear from his dad. As a young boy, I longed to hear that my dad was proud of me. I think it's an innate desire in every child. Good job, buddy. God is proud of you. And you know what? He's your greatest encourager. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 16 and 17, it says, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and in his grace gave us unfailing courage and a firm hope, encourage you and strengthen you to always do and say what is good. He's our greatest encourager. And when God created the world and everything in it, he looked at it and he said, it's very good. And when Jesus was baptised in the Jordan River by, by John and he was coming up out of the water, his father in heaven said, this is my son whom I love and with him I am well pleased. And you know what? God said this before Jesus had done anything, before he'd even performed any miracles. God was pleased with him and he loved him. A good father's love is unconditional. It doesn't depend on results. It doesn't matter what you've done. You don't have to be the best in the class or be picked first for the school football team. A good father loves his child 
no matter what. Good job, buddy. The words you speak over someone's life have profound power. Good job, buddy. In Proverbs 18, 21, it says, the tongue has the power of life and death. And the message version puts it like this, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Parents, what words are you choosing to speak over your children? What language are you using? Does it build them up or does it bring them down? Do your words encourage or belittle? Good job, buddy. You know, your earthly father might not always get it right. He might not always be around when you need him. Some of you may not even know your dad. In this life, people are going to let you down. But there's good news. The good news is your heavenly father will never let you down. Your father in heaven will always be there for you. The Bible tells us that God is father to the fatherless. And God says, I'll never leave you nor abandon you. And even when we get it wrong and we all get stuff wrong, he still loves us. That's unconditional love. That's love without conditions. Romans 8, 38 to 39 tells us that nothing can separate a child of God from the Father's love. It says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us, children of God, from his love. 2020 has been a turbulent year, to say the least. This coronavirus has been a huge reminder of just how precious and fragile life can be. God has given you the gift of 86,400 seconds today. The question is, how are you going to use it? I'm just going to end in prayer. So, Father God, thank you for this gift of time that you've given us. Thank you that you are the ultimate role model and thank you for the, the role models that you've given us here on earth. Thank you for all the earthly fathers. Lord, thank you that you are our greatest encourager and help us to be an encouragement. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>